Okay, John. It is John, right? Hello, operator? <laughs> is this our silver anniversary show? No. What? I don't know. Episode 14? Is that a... What is that? What would that be in marriage years? What, what do you get for that? No one cares about all that. It's every five years, right? I don't know. Yeah. You're the one that's married and you don't know. I, why the fuck would I know? I don't get her gifts for anything. I'm <laughs> You don't get gifts? <laughs> no. You guys don't, you and your wife don't buy each other No, no, gifts. no, she gives me gifts. I don't get her any gifts. She buys you gifts and you buy her nothing. She loves buying me gifts. That's my treat to her. This sounds like a real shitty relationship. Are you kidding me? I'm a good man. It sounds like you're not believing that yourself. Are you sure? I don't believe in gifts. My name is Brian. I'm a douchebag husband. I hate buying stuff for my wife, even though she had two kids. And she makes me dinner, and I'm hairy and disgusting, and she puts up with me. All those things may be true. Actually, I, I get her gifts. I was going to say, you can't not. I mean, I get it. She's the breadwinner, and you're... The bread eater, but I, I've been I've been in some carbs. <laughs> Andrew Santino is here. Oh, <laughs> Cheeto Santito. Yeah, yeah, you've been saying that all morning. You are you it's stuck in my head. It's one of your, the best handles. You know, my, my well, head, it's it's Cheeto Santino. I know, but it's but you like fun. to say Cheeto it sounds Santino. More funner. It sounds more funner when you say it. Yeah, but no, it's a, it's a good handle. I, my my handle for years was a panic monkey, and people after a while were like, you, you should probably stop that. But I think Cheeto Santito that that's still. Is that Santino? It still works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the panic monkey thing was like, I feel like you did that before people started realizing you should have a you should have web, handles. Should have an yeah. a web an email address that's like understood. A panic monkey. Well, you know that was back in the day. You know when you, AOL accounts were hot and you didn't get your name because that was not cool, right? Now oh, yeah. it's now you have to. Do you have your name, Santino? <clears throat> I don't think I. I think the reason I put Cheeto Santino is because I didn't have. You could not. Get I the couldn't. Ad- yeah, it was Andrew Santino was already there. On Twitter, yeah, but not. No, but I'm talking about like an email address. Do you? Do you? Can you even like? I could not get my name in any way, shape, or form even close to my name as an email address. So you probably don't want to talk about all that because all six I people was, will probably send you. Uh, yeah, very mean. No, angry. I, my no, I did get my name. I have my name. Actually, isn't everybody's their name? Is aren't you I, John I, Huck if, at yeah, gmail.com? Well, I'm Huck John because there is already a John right, Huck. But like. Which I also I, I found out Barack that, Obama is Barack Obama at Gmail. Well, I think he had some. They probably had a little bit he of saying. Pull, he's he, at Hotmail. I guarantee he's, he's at AOL. He's still getting the CDs <laughs> in the mail. He's like, hey man, I can't wait for this uh, to end. I uh, what was it? I, you know the dot in the Gmail accounts. I'm Huck dot John. You don't even need that dot. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Why? What? I just fi- I just. <clears throat> what do you mean found, you don't need the dot? The I dot mean, doesn't. You, if you just type in Huck John at Gmail dot com, the dot. The it's still, it's the same thing. The It'll dot is go. irrelevant. I, I love when people say dot when they're like, "It's David dot Sternberg." I'm like, it, "There is no dot." It but doesn't how did matter. you find out about that? Though? My buddy told Who me. My buddy accidentally I've... did it. He accidentally yeah. sent me an email and forgot the dot, and he was like, he looked at it, he's like, "What?" And then it went through anyway. He's like, "What?" And then he sent me something again, and then he came over to my house and did it on my phone, and he was like, "Look, you don't need the dot." Do you like, think people oh. did that just to separate the first and last names? Is that why they're putting the dots in there? Probably. I mean, when you read it, so you're like, "Oh, Huck John." It's like you not know, you, yeah, you can use a comma, so you would <laughs> right. put a dot just to give it like pause. I would guess, but and I guess if you don't need it, so you somebody told it. you. How, did you know about it in advance? Somebody told me oh, okay. that was the exact same thing. Somebody. Someone was like, "You don't need the dot," and I was like, "You don't, you don't need the dot." But that, then I was like, "Well, isn't there probably already a Huck John out there without a dot?" But and, you both get the email. That's the best part. Oh, that is great. I love it. <laughs> you, I love getting, 
Me and some guy in Idaho. So you're telling me that you (laughs) typed in Huck John without the period and it wouldn't give it to you? No, no, I'm not talking about that. Because that wouldn't make any sense. When I went to Gmail, I tried to get John.Huck and they were like, nope, already taken. Worse than that. Yeah. So we we set up a um, an account for in order to, to put these shows up, have set up an account, and I had to open up a Gmail account for the both of us. You and hadn't so, had one before, not for the show. Oh right, right. So I had to make a show account, and I put in first name Irwin, last name Hook, as as you know, so because it doesn't want you putting it as a business or whatever, right? right. So that was the name that would that would if you got an email from it, it would say Erwin Huck, so you know who you're getting it from. Somehow or another, it it asked me in there like, oh, what if we have to forget your password? What email address do you want to use? So I give it my personal email address. It instantly goes into my personal email address and changes my name to Erwin Huck. So I'm sending people <laughs> emails from me, and they're like, who who's Erwin Huck? Fuck is Erwin Huck? And everybody kept calling me Erwin Huck when I would see them face to face. I'm Wait, like, how do you it? even know who <laughs> Huck is? They're listening to the podcast. Which I am, I am all <laughs> Obviously for. Obviously they're not. I am all for. I am pro-gay marriage. But it makes me feel really weird inside take, that take, some heart of the two name. of us... You took my last name. Wait, it sounds like you're really not pro-gay marriage. Is what <laughs> not, to like no, well, not to him. Not to him. I can understand <laughs> that. You're saying if you were gay, you wouldn't marry John? Not John. No way. Not Why? Not no, no offense, John. No, I'm not well, taken. You're, you're taken. Well, but I mean, if None I taken, wasn't. taken, taken, taken. No, taken. in this vacuum, he wouldn't be dating a girl. In this perfect vacuum we're talking about, I would about, also be he'd gay. He'd be gay as well. And, and like, I'd probably go to the gym a little more. No, I mean, why well, trim my beard a little? What What about me is not attractive? Yeah, to that's you? A if you offensive. if you actually were gay, do you think you would you would have a beard? Do you think yeah, you'd still th- be the oh, same dude, guy? You know what? I think I would be fatter. I think I would be bigger. I think I'd be the dude that like hung out in Silver Lake and fucking just wore jean shorts that were fucking hemmed and like. Do you not live anywhere near West? Do you not see West Hollywood? Not anymore. It's no. all beards. Is it really? I'm yeah, the dude. sexiest guy in West yeah, Hollywood. It is literally. I'm not there, kidding. It's all fucking little, beards. There's very little. There's very little difference between like West Hollywood and Silver Lake right it's, now. Yeah, it's the same. Except for like skinny jeans are not no, there's a lot gay. more families in Silver Lake. Well, be- beards, but, but there's be- a lot of families beards, in yeah. West Hollywood, man. Are you really? Yes, a lot. See, I wouldn't raise kids over there. It's just too congested. There's not. Really, that's but what he means much. is it's too gay. <laughs> it's too gay. It's no, too congested come on with now. gay people. I started by saying, by the way, so when- I'm Brian Irwin, and I hate gay people. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of black people. <laughs> Gay black people, that's the right. worst. Oh, oh, oh God! And that's been your minute of racism. This is going to play well in the south. <laughs> this is great. well. I'm sure we're already playing well down there. <laughs> what a podcast about Hollywood! No, oh, yeah, let's put that on. Cool. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Uh, the only difference between Silver Lake and West Hollywood is that skinny jeans are honestly a thing of Silver Lake, and gay people wear normal fitting clothes. Yeah, for they the most do. Part. Like, Dad pants. No, not no. Not I gave up on life clothes, but clothes that fit them normally. I wouldn't even say that. I think just regular Levi's or dad pants, right? Like not like five hundred ones. I wear five hundred ones. That's what I'm saying. That's that's da- not really dad pants, but that's not hipster pants. Five hundred ones are not hipster pants. You're correct. Right. You're right. But ge- but the new fad in gay culture is uh, huge, huge high tops with big tongues. That's like a big thing. Big, it is. So big. The Run DMC look from yes. like 1983. No, seriously, with yeah. huge uh, tube socks with stripes at the top, shorts, and huge sneakers, and like hats with flat bills. Like what? What? You know, like what? They've combined a lot thing. of different looks there. Yeah, they love it. Yeah, it's like the 14 year old kid with a baseball hat meets moon boots uh, <laughs> and moon 70s boots. socks. It's really cool. You're a Chicago guy, right? Born and raised. Tool. I love it. And I'm wearing a Cubs hat today. So <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? 
I told you I would be I would consider coming back if they got their shit together. Oh come on. Oh I see. Oh, is that oh, really? everybody? Oh, he's gonna consider coming back. That's right. Oh, let's all get our shit together so <laughs> we can get one fucking asshole fan right. from Milwaukee to love us. So are you That's not right. a brew crew fan? Are you? Yeah. No, not I, when they suck. No, 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 no. No, oh. I am. I am. But here's you have to, when I when I grew up in Illinois and moved to Wisconsin, they were in a different they were in a different they were league. An American league, right? Yeah. So it was easy to like both teams because they were never going to play each other. That's correct. Ever going to play each other? And it kind of yeah, screwed even, me even up. Even if they, the, there was a World Series where that nope, that would never play each other. I was not. A they fan. still would never. So you, I was not a fan of the Brewers going to the National League. Never was because it, it wrecked the fact that it made it easy for me to like both teams. And then it made it a little bit more difficult. And then what made it really easy was that mm. the Brewers were even ten times worse than the Cubs ever could be. Yeah, for the most part, they for a little while. Been. Well, no, they recently they've been okay, but no, but for the longest time they oh. were the biggest yeah. shit stick. Yeah. And then and then that good old Ryan Braun changed everything. But now he's garbage. Well, well, well that's because you guys have paid him so much money and yeah. he's not worth it anymore. It's he, great. He's doing it's okay, great to see. but he's, just a, he's a lying, <laughs> cheating turd. That's I gotta all. be honest with you, I was amazed at how, I guess I wasn't amazed, how quickly the Milwaukee-Chicago rivalry like took hold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the Brewers would play in the American League, they played the White Sox, but nobody really cared. But I guess nobody really cares. Because no one really Sox cared so about relevant. either yeah, of those Nobody teams, cared about yeah. But I was, I mean, it was, the games even in Milwaukee were pretty, I mean, it was pretty rough on the edges in the stands, man, when the, when the Brewers came to town. It was, it was an interesting thing to see. But uh, now, Miller Park is like the, one of the most gorgeous stadiums in really America. Nice, yeah. It's really nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's a it's mall clean. with a baseball game going on in the middle of it. Yeah, but they're all yeah. malls now. Yeah, like, I, I go to stadiums and every time I'm at a, at a city for a show I try to go to a game and every single stadium is very mall-esque now it's it's like really clean it's there's too many options I like the old shitty stadiums where it's like you own, it's you a hot dog and a beer you get a hot dog That's you it. get a beer that's all you go get go sit down now still <laughs> right. kind of get that here at the Dodgers that's stadium that's what Dodgers no Dodgers, Dodgers stadium is great for that yeah. they it's, still it's, haven't it's changed it's very that. basic it's like this is the we built this huge thing now go watch a game in it yeah yeah that, I feel like you can just kind of just chill out in the stands I like in certain uh, yeah. areas. In certain, well, that's <laughs> and, and, and enjoy a game. I got hit careful. up online. Someone's like, "Hey, Dodgers Cubs in August. I'm coming out there. Do you want to go to a game? Me and my buddy are going to sit in the bleachers." I go, "You don't have enough." I might, uh, I might go to a game, for that. but I'm not sitting in the bleach sun lotion. You need like a suit of armor. Those people are animals, dude. The bleachers <laughs> really, at Dodgers Stadium suck. Yeah, it's, they're no, the not worst. The daytime. The fuck, all of them. Not right Every, field. Right. Left, they all suck. You know what it is? It's a fucking all-you-can-eat pig fart fat farm out there where they're like, oh, eight, $8 tickets gets me all the hot dogs and soda I can put in my hole. So they're, they get families out there. And then you get like one, so two. You have like, something against families. And, yeah, I have, okay. this is what this is. This is an anti-family Back on rant. your rant. Continue. They don't even serve alcohol in that section. Oh, they don't? Wait, no. You're talking about all of it or the right field? The, the right field. In the right. all-you-can-eat section, they, the have all no you can eat they don't They don't serve any booze. It's supposed to be families. They're animals. They're fucking <laughs> animals. And then you go to the, the <laughs> section where there is booze, and there, I got the, the, a little kid gave me the finger. A 70-year-old lady gave me the finger. Uh, everybody booed and threw shit at me. It was fucking... And all I had on was just a Cubs hat. I was just like, yeah, you uh, do, It's very... I do not go to the games and wear... Anything but Dodger stuff. I just went to I want to be left alone. I, I went to I just, all yeah, four games that year. I agree year. with you. I went to all four games that year. I wore a Cubs hat to every game. The first game I sat behind home plate with like really expensive tickets. You get they left alone there. Me, they treated me like a king. Like they were a like, person. They, and but every time, every time we, every time they were shit talking, it was like, hey, all right, huh? The Cubs, fuck you. I'm like, hey, fuck you. All right. And it was like that was it. We were just and then having you were fun. Asked to leave. No, okay. it was it was great. And then and then the next game I sat, uh, kind of upper deck, third base line area, oh. and. Uh, no, not a problem. Everybody really? was like a little bit of shit talking here. A couple people were a little annoying, but nothing too bad. And then that third game, I sat in the bleachers and was like, 
I'm gonna burn this place down. You ever it sat was, in the suite? I seats? mean, so, socioeconomic status, you completely can understand how that makes perfect sense. People that paid a lot of money are usually not going to be the guys that are going to get into a fight and right. get kicked out of behind home plate. Have you sat, right. have you sat in the sweet seats there? It's I nice. have. Actually, yeah, me and this nice. gentleman got set. We, we sat literally in the owner's box at Petco s- at, Petco at San Diego. Uh, because pull that off? Well, I we got regular tickets, and my buddy texted me and was like, are you at the... Are you in San Diego? And I said, yeah, we're at the Cubs game. Uh, and he goes, dude, you know my brother still works for them. And I was like, I totally spaced. I forgot. And he's like, I'll text him. He met up with us and was like, I got you guys much better seats. Where where are you? A rant. First of all, the seats that we had weren't bad. They no, were they like, were good. Like maybe 20 rows off third base yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Petco... Is probably like like one of my like my second or third favorite. It's an awesome ballpark stadium ever. It's awesome. So we were just excited to be there, and then he was like, "Yeah, this guy. Let's go see this guy." You know, he's like, "Should we?" And I'm like, "Worst case scenario, he's got something closer." I mean, right? You know, otherwise we come back and we sit here. Who cares? You know, regular dude in a polo could you would have walked right by him. Right, you would have never known. Never known what he was doing. He was like, "Oh, hey, yeah." He like kind of like must have gotten a description of him from his brother. It was like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Two guys Andrew? with red hair and beards. Yes. It was not going to be both that. wearing Cubs, Cubs hats. hats. Yeah, yeah, both wearing Cubs hats. And we're with uh, his girlfriend was with us, and we and the guys like, and she didn't have a hat on. I don't think. No. But as we're walking, he's like, "Oh, I got better seats for you if you want." And we're like, "Yeah, okay." And we're going, and the guy kind of turns. He's like, "Hey, would you guys mind, like, either maybe turning your hats around or taking them off?" And I just took mine <laughs> off. I go, "Yeah, I got no problem with that." <laughs> and, then, and then he like walks us through. Like the dining area with like the big fucking dessert table that you're like, whoa, okay. You expect to see like Thurston Howell at and other Gilligan Island references. Uh, and then he walks us right out and he's like, you guys are going to sit in the owner's seats. Like, what? The yeah. actual owner's seat. Yes. The, the, there was us, then the brick wall, and then the home plate. It, and we sat there and the game went 15 innings and they served us beer until the 13th inning. It was awesome. It was awesome. So wait, you didn't have to pay for anything? No, you no. Don't, no, you don't pay for shit. You don't pay for anything. You can just keep asking. You do well. The fir- well, this I remember this because I had done that something similar only one other time where I was like got in someone else's box of someone that was like a stakeholder in one of the teams or something like that, and I remember that you didn't pay because uh, you tipped. But yeah. they came down and they gave us drinks, and then you kind of reach for your wallet and she takes off. Yeah, and, and I, was I was like, oh yeah, they don't. Like, you don't have to pay for booze down here. Uh, well, booze, man. not just beer, anything, anything that you wanted. And they kept just serving us, serving us, and we went to enter innings. We just kept drinking and drinking. I was getting texts from people watching the Cubs game at, on WGN and at home like, um, are you behind home plate right now? Because it was like literally <laughs> just two bright red, red beers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was fun, like every inning from like the second or third inning until the 15th inning, we were just like I will- S- sitting there like idiots. My dad actually called. Uh, my dad called because he was watching the game, and he was like, why is your hat on back? We, yeah, I put it yeah. on backwards. Yeah, people were like, "Take your hat off." Why'd you put? Why'd you take your hat off, you pussies? Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Because I'm in the fucking owner's yeah. box." Like, it's a little disrespectful. This isn't a Seinfeld episode, <laughs> and I'm not Elaine Bennis. Who was, <laughs> who was the guy that they asked in the playoffs last year to stop sitting behind home plate? He was he was traveling and he was he had a, Mar- a, a Marlins jersey on everywhere. Oh Dude, yes, did they yes. finally ask that guy to stop? Yes, every fucking game I saw that guy it was in the playoffs. It was against. It was like. The Kansas City games, I think. It was the Kansas City games. He would always be in a Marlins jacket. And yeah. I was like, 
who is this dickhead? Pretty genius, though, for like a guy with money to go, I'm just going to be that asshole. Yeah. Because you least, can afford to just go do that. The least yeah. likable team, too. Like, of all time. The Marlins? Who gives like, a shit? Ugh. When he also pretends like he, it's like, what's the big deal? I'm not really trying any, to do anything. It's like, yes, you are. Yeah, you, yes, clearly. You are. So, yeah. pa- oh, this so is passive just my aggressive. Jacket. Yes. This is my, you can afford tickets to all the playoff games, all the but playoff you can't games. afford a new jacket. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> all right. That's so passive aggressive. On a, ri- a rich guy's passive aggressiveness is going to sit behind home plate with a Marlins yeah. jersey on in every game. Well, it's America. I can wear what I want. They finally asked him to stop doing that. I mean, do you remember that guy? Did you see that video? <laughs> that guy, I think it was a Cubs game. It was either Cubs or Sox, and he kept doing blowjob yes. face. It's on WGN. And it's go online. You can find it on YouTube. <laughs> In between, like after every pitch, the, he, there was nobody sitting behind home plate. Well, they were, it was in extra innings, and it was like a it was a it was a shit game, and no one was no one was left. Yeah, and he had walked down, <laughs> and every after every pitch, he would make like dick sucking. <laughs> but they but they kept letting it go for way too long, it, dude. It went on for like an entire inning yes. before like security because it, it was every he would he would stop, and then he would be like, and then he'd be like, eh, 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 eh. and then he would just go crazy for like a couple seconds, and then he would stop. And my brother sent me that video. He was like, dude, have you ever seen this? this- I was like, what the fuck? Job face. And then security guards, just like, you see the security guards come down like, okay, dude. You, yeah, that's you, enough. You can't the, sit here. The funniest anymore. one he does do when he's first sitting down is he jerks his own dick off into his mouth like, ah, like that. <laughs> that's the funniest Which one. Which is something I do on a regular bit. When, <laughs> when someone's like talking a lot of shit or being very hollow, I'm like, eh, and I just pretend to jerk off into my own mouth. I will say, though, that sitting in the, the sweet seats at a baseball game is that's pretty amazing. It's yeah, unbelievable. You go to Dodger games all the I've time, been, right? I've been to a couple uh, courtesy of other people because I've never been successful enough in my life to yeah. get him myself but i've been invited yeah Yeah. and i will say that uh even at uh my later years is not being not a child the first time i went up there i'm like oh my god these guys are huge like they're like behemoths like standing up there giants oh oh yeah yeah, i just never realized baseball players had gotten that big well because when you but now when you look at them they're getting they're getting to be normal size again yeah. No, but I'm talking about guys are six foot five, oh, six yeah. foot seven. And you're well, just the, like the pitchers wow. are. The pitchers are usually embarrassingly big now. Like I, yeah. you pitchers never used to be that tall. Like the tall pitchers were like six two. Now they're all like six five. They're yeah. all huge. Except guys. for the little fella. I was at a Red Sox game. The little fella that plays on the Red Sox. Pedroia. Pedroia. He yeah. was very small. Yeah, he's a <laughs> tiny guy. Yeah, he's a mid. He was well, probably we, at one point a little bit more normal looking. When but. we were at the game, what I love the most is uh, guys in the batter's box at specifically at. Um, at Petco, it's so close to the brick wall there. He was fl- there were players flirting with girls oh, yeah. right there in the stands. It was the coolest thing I'd ever yeah. seen. Like that's your job, that's your gig. And in the middle of getting ready, like, he would turn and they he was fl- they were flirting with the chicks and they fucking were eating it up. Well, you know what? I yeah. so we stayed at the end of the uh, at the end of the game. We saw that happen in the, at a Dodger game. And at the end of the game, one of the equipment guys or the like the guy you know ball boy or whatever bad boy, they come over. Oh, yeah. They exchange information. There's a little bit of a conversation, and then the women just walk away, and you're like, "All right, well, we all know where they're all yeah, going." That's yeah, that's so great. Yeah, so great. But there's that's no it. other sport where no. you could flirt in the middle not of like the sport. That. Right? No I mean, you can't do that. Not without not without being horribly called out on. Yeah, of course. You did it during football, like like fuck. Uh, what was the guy for the Jets? Who ate a hot dog. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is this shit? <laughs> eating a hot. I mean, he was probably hungry. I don't know. <laughs> but they freaked out. So you can't imagine if you like in the middle of a football game, like, hi, how you doing? The only other thing, and I, I mean, this is so passive, but in golf, I went to go see. Um, 
up here in Pacific Palisades. I can't think of the course. Why can't I think of the something? What's the open that they have there every year? But whatever. I went and some of these guys, the younger guys, you're waiting forever. Yeah. And they're hanging out in the galleries, literally shoulder to shoulder with you. And half of these guys are flirting with these chicks. It's the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're fucking. You're waiting. I mean, why not? Hi. What do you do? Oh, I'm a professional golfer, and you? I'm horny. The best would be to do it a baseball game and start stealing the flirts. Oh yeah! Right, you go down and be like, just trying to, hey man, what's going on? You guys, you good? Playing good today? But like, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying. You're just like, cock blocking as yeah. hard as you can. Every time he talks, he's like, hey, 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 he's talking to me and the chick. I'm like, a huge fan. Get I'm a huge fan. Out of here, hey man, I love you, dude. Great hit yesterday. What kind of bat is that? Is that like a? Like can a, I feel a, it? Can or, I feel the bat? Or wait around and tell the bat boy or whoever comes over and gives all the info, and then just overhear the info, and then just show up like, hey man, remember me? Remember me? Yeah, yeah, let's party. DustinPedroia at gmail.com. He's <laughs> <laughs> giving out his <laughs> dot, dot, dot. The dot is very important. It's, yeah, dot, it's actually it. dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, well, that was a nice chunk of sports talk on a not sports-related podcast. That's okay. Yeah, we did not discuss statistics whatsoever. That, to no, me, is sports talk. Statistics yeah. or who's oh, sleeping yeah. with who. We actually just We're talking about, about life. And, and, and this the, was our experience. And, and the reason we even got those seats at Petco was... Because you had shot something there. I did a sports show there, yeah. yeah. I did this thing for BBC called uh, Behind the Lights, and it was the greatest jobs in sports that no one knows about. It was actually a great show, and BBC yeah. never did anything with it, but one of the episodes was um, the Bat Boys and the Clubhouse Managers, and we did Petco, and uh, I was so amazed to learn some of the nuances of yeah. you have to tip out you know tipping out is a big deal and i never knew that what do you mean um the opposing so we went into the opposing clubhouse so the visiting team and the superstars the all-stars of that team it is a unspoken in the league that you tip out the clubhouse managers and the bat boys no kidding yeah man every single game so if it's a four-game series these guys are each tipping them out 100 bucks a pop at the end, it is an expected, unspoken thing that if you're the big dog making the big bucks, you tip out for the for the for the crew. And I get it; it's a great old yeah, baseball you, thing. You and say because a hundred bucks per player per four game series, or so per game, per game, hundred bucks a game per oh, guy. So okay. so if I'm an all star and I'm visiting, I give each, I give the both bat boys a hundred bucks a pop and the clubhouse. Organized man, organizing manager, hundred bucks. So three hundred bucks a game. Couple, yeah, so yeah, you're a game. Three, So you're making three, four hundred bucks from, and that's just from one. It could player. be a one couple trip. different people. That's one, one that's, player. Yeah, that's that, from one so guy. So if there's three players, four players. Well, that's why they say they love when the visiting teams, that, guys that come with big money, that, that all the teams that have big names, they love that because they get treated like kings. And they get tons of money from them. Oh, I wonder if there's the stories of like big names not tipping. Well, like, that's what's funny because I did ask, and he was like, I, can't, "I won't tell you anything on camera. I won't even give you any names of who tips and who." But and, there are some that don't. But, but, he, but he goes off uh, camera. I'll tell you some of the people's names that either stiffed us, they fuck us, or they're the cheapest guys you've ever met. Like guys that are guys that have contracts half as big as some of the big dogs will tip the C note. It's always and some that, of these right? other guys will give us twenty bucks, and you're like, this guy makes less than half yeah. of what you make a year, and he gives us hundred bucks. Now, when he's when they're doing that point of reference, though, is it, it because a lot of these guys come back around, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. they're always the same way. They never every it's single not time. A mistake. No, because here's the thing: the reason that they do this, and I this is why I understand it, is 
they have all spe- all of them have special requests of how they want their lockers set up, okay. things they want, food they want, drinks they, they want, yeah. and these. So it's like a, basically a rider. It's it a is. It, it is a rider, and you're tipping out the uh, the, the PAs. Basically. Yeah, and these guys are working their ass off to get you all the obscure fucking bullshit that you want, and they're like, I need a towel that, set up when I sit that down. You ask for that no, you never use ever. Like, Frozen strawberries. Right, you right. Throw those in the garbage. Right. So that made the most sense to me when he was like, "Dude, we get requests that are fucking insane, and we're not allowed to talk about any of them." He's like, "No, you, you know, you sign yeah. NDAs about all this stuff, but." Half of these guys have crazy requests, and these are the guys that usually, they they tip, but some of the guys tip really well, and they have no requests. He's like, there's guys that come in, and they're you're like, how do you want your locker set up? And they're like, dude, just throw it in there. I don't even give a fuck. Yeah, I play baseball. I don't manage my locker. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. I but put that's, the fucking uniform but that's, on. But that, if you want to make a, a tie to Hollywood shit, it's the same fucking thing. It's exactly yeah. that. It's there the same the same guy that's like, I need the biggest fucking trailer that you've got. And they're like, you're in there for six minutes. Yeah. You're in there to shit. And then come back to set. Come back to set. We don't yeah, live waste here. Waste a lot of money. But they, but they need that validation for some they fu- do, reason. They do, it's so hard to get money in this town to make anything. Yeah. So when they actually get it and they just blow it on it's useless stuff. You just And you know what the thing is, is the system is set up where who's going to tell them no? You, you, well, you can't. Well, because all the people that would want to tell them no would get fired yeah, for telling them no. You wouldn't be working yeah. anymore. Which is the yeah. most fucked up shit. Yeah. The guy up top who, sh- who, who, who can say no has no idea that that's happening. And if someone told him, he'd go, why do I give a fuck? I'm busy trying to finance this thing. But you're like, you should be the one to be like, hey, none of this bullshit on set, none of this, no fucking yelling at the the grip for something ridiculous. I mean, like all the knickknack stuff, no one one will do that. No one will say it. So, therefore, it will continue for the rest of fucking time. Well, it's it's certain things you can't fix. It's crazy how some people's shitty behavior just keeps getting... It gets them jobs. It manifests work for them for some reason. It's nuts, man. I mean, we had a guy on here a couple weeks ago, and he brought up he was a fucking PA on Ghost. (laughs) Great story, yeah. And he, he, the AD got sick, or the second got sick, so he became the second. And then the AD got sick, so he became the AD. A PA became the AD. Yeah, in one day. In In one one fucking day. day. That's awesome. And then... I, and I go, oh my god, that's great. I go, plus I love Patrick Swayze. He goes, oh really? <laughs> and I'm like, was oh, you don't? He goes, he's a fucking asshole. And I was like, oh wow, wow, really? Though just, he was, and he was, he just gave him a hard time the whole time. He was just a fucking. Douche. Couldn't you see him not being an asshole? He's I, one of those guys I figured wasn't an asshole. Dude, he was in. Uh, Outsiders, man. Yeah, I maybe know. he wasn't always. I don't know. I yeah, mean, I guess that's knows? something we should maybe, Google. And maybe it was yeah. just on Ghost. Maybe he didn't like wo- working with Whoopi Goldberg. Maybe he didn't like whatever. I don't know. I tell you who the nicest person to me was when I was a PA before he was ever even remotely famous was Bradley Cooper came in to the studio that I was working at and he was not established at all yet. This was 2007 or he something. Won Wet Hot American Summer and so it was probably and, pre Hangover. That's what that's a soap opera or something like that. Was I it Hangovers that. but broke him right? So it was, yeah, it been yeah, and that was and that yeah. and Hangover was 2000 and. Well, no. What br- what really broke him was the Vince Vaughn uh, wedding wedding crashers. Yeah, well, that, he, he I, I think that dick. opened the opened the door. But I think breaking him was the hangover for sure. Like, yeah, I, I think yeah. I think that was the I think that was the big crack. But he came into the office, and I was a, a bullshit PA, and he was the nicest anybody had ever been to me for no reason, and wanted to like chat. You know, like I did the thing where I got him whatever he wanted, and then I walked away, and he's like. Hey man, so how's it going over here? And I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck? Why are you?" Talking? Yeah, yeah. It's surprising when someone talks to you. You're like, "I, I, uh, you want? Do you want more water or something?" And he's yeah. like, "No, you just, want more just water? asking about it." He was just being really nice, and then we just chatted for a little bit, you know, about nothing. And it doesn't matter. It was mindless to him. It was something he'll never remember. But 
I was like, that's a fucking a but, nice guy. But you know from that interaction, that's probably how he treated everybody. Yeah, it, most it wasn't, likely. He wasn't like, oh, get me the weird-looking red-haired guy. Right, right. I need to be. I need that guy near me. He was just being that way because that's who that's he who was. That's who he was, right. And I don't think, like, and I'm sure maybe things have changed for him in the sense that he can't just go pop outside and be a normal dude. Of course not. But I also probably think he is not an asshole. No. Like, he didn't, like, turn into a dick because he got more movie roles. He was probably right. like, hey, maybe that behavior of being nice to everybody, hey, maybe it's that's paying what off. got me here. But you hear all these rumors, like, and I don't know the girl, I don't know anything about her, but you hear these, everything about Catherine Heigl, that she's, like, the biggest bitch. I've I, heard it from, like, seven different sources. Yeah. So it's not like when one guy says one thing and I go, yeah, yeah I kind of have to but, hear a few stories for it to be real. But here's how you'll find out whether it's real or not. All of a sudden, somebody's not working anymore. Because there is a point in overturn where they're like, it's just not point. worth it. At some but, point, But yeah. the finances have to dictate I was gonna the say, attitude. Yeah. They, so they won't put up with both. Because she still gets yeah, fucking work. If she's not, if, if the if movies are making still seen value. It has to be value. Right. So if, you'll find out if it's true or not. If her value goes down, meaning that it's not worth the well, headache. Well, she's not getting big movies anymore. I mean, that's, that's probably the twist. Now she does that TV show that got canceled. So the state of affair or whatever that uh, is that okay. she was on, but she but I you I have seen a sl- a slight decline, but at one point she was in fucking every movie. And they were throwing a fuckload of cash at her head, and they just they loved her for but some reason. Sean started- Young, that's the perfect example of like you heard it, you heard that how difficult that yeah. person was, yeah. and that they, they couldn't wait for the minute where her stock fell, and she just like dropped off the radar. Yeah. That would be a classic example of somebody yeah. where she, they, she, you heard crazy. the rumors and then it it followed suit, and then she ended up doing Ace Ventura. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, oh, be yeah. playing a tranny or whatever because like that's so funny. Because she like she you know she, her audition for she wasn't even invited to audition for Batman, and she went in there in a Catwoman outfit, like busted into the office and did a couple of flips and like had a whip and was like I should be Catwoman, Ta-da! and they were like. Get the fuck out of here, you psycho. Like, you know, you hear like sometimes like Robin Williams went in and read for Mork standing on his head. And they were like, This is genius. You hear stuff like that, and you're like, oh, take that. And then you then you hear the the catwoman thing, Sean Young, and you're like, Yeah, you should have should have not done that. But it's only you should have not done it if it doesn't work. Oh, of course. That's the only it's it's like sports, it's like with anything, your hindsight is 2020. If you do something and it backfires, like, boop, shouldn't have done that. Why'd you make that pass? Yeah. (laughs) But that's it, like like uh TJ Miller fucking (laughs) did the Yogi Bear. He brought a bear. Do you know that? A real bear? Yeah, he like got a trainer and a bear, like a cub, and brought it into the audition. <laughs> you didn't? You never heard about this no, story? No. It's online. It's everywhere. But TJ, I, I, I feel like the story was he went in and it was a. This was like the last. You know, this was the big callback. It was like him and two other guys. Okay, so or something. it was worth the investment at that point. Otherwise, yeah, but it's but like, but that could have gone really the wrong way. Like they could well, have been like, "This is insane." Yeah, you, we we got mauled by yeah. a bear because well, asshole. it was a cub and it was with its trainer, but he brought him in. And th- and read the lines with the bear, and obviously they fucking they were like, "This is the guy." He's reading with a, f- a fucking bear. Like he would read, and he did a video of it too, uh, of him training with the bear, warming up, and it's a big like a California black bear, and he's like, "These are your lines," and the bear's eating the page, and he's like, <laughs> "Okay, if you're not going to be serious, then I don't want to do the scene with you." It's a funny video. Look it up, T.J. Miller Yogi Bear audition, but. That, I love TJ. I think TJ is so He's fun. the fucking fun. man. But yeah. that worked. That yeah. could have been a tip. Yeah. Someone could go, this guy's a psychopath. We're not going to give him a job. Yeah. What else is and he going to show up be, with? And to be honest, if you listen to his um, story that he told on Ari Shafir's story, uh, show. On, on his po- on podcast? No, not the podcast. On the, it, this oh, is not this happening. is not happening. Yeah, 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 it's online. You can look that up. But he tells a story about who he had 
Yep. He was having seizures and his brain, there was something he was having, like there was something happening in his brain right around the time he got Yogi Bear. Because yep. the reports I heard was when he went over to Australia to shoot that, he was being a lunatic. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, this guy's just, on. and everyone was like, and later on he's like, my friends were just like, we thought you were on drugs. And I was like, well, first of all, maybe say something. Yeah. And I wasn't. And fuck. Because you know? he was having some sort of like, but some, pre- like the, some, the blood in his brain was getting cut off to one source and he would say and do shit that you wouldn't normally do, but he wasn't aware of it. He was completely unaware of what he was doing. Like, he would say something very off. So it wasn't like he was in pain or anything like that. It no, was things he, had no he had no he had idea. idea. But no eventually, it caused seizures. Yes. And it, he passed oh, out okay. and then woke up in an ambulance. It was like, what's on happening? On set. He had a seizure on set. That's what it was. I, I remember the story. He was like in the middle of, a, right after he shot a scene, he was on break and he passed out and he woke up and they were taking him to the fucking hospital and were doing CAT scans and they were like, there's something wrong with your brain. We need to do op- like we need to open your head up and do surgery. What? Yeah, yeah he yeah. had he has. Uh, um, what did he What did he say? I'm trying to remember the fucking story. Did they actually he- open up his head? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had to get yeah. brain surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a, it was a really it's a, the story is amazing the way he tells it, but it's a super dramatic and heavy. Like if you're having your fucking skull cut open, yeah. But he does it so passively, like, well, you know, just got some brain surgery. You know, like he looks at it as, well, oh, I just lived through it, and that's what it is, what it is. But that is the kind of guy he is. Where like I would not stop talking about it for every day. I'd be like, <laughs> I saw my toe. Oh, you did? I had brain, brain surgery. surgery. <laughs> uh, okay. These uh, pancakes are cold. Are the pancakes oh. <laughs> cold? Did your head get cut open? The beluga whale swims fifty miles. So who cares? I had brain surgery. <laughs> but that, but that. Uh, that story that he told is it's fucking unbelievable. But right. yeah, but so th- those right around the time he brings a bear in because his brain is <laughs> he's like maybe he doesn't even remember meeting with the bear and reading with the bear. No, but it was a great idea. It worked. Yeah, sometimes they work. Yeah, I heard Eric work. Andre read for something with a sandwich. He just they called his name. He walked in. He had a sandwich. He just yeah. didn't put it down. He kept eating it. And they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Let's give him the part. Let's give him the part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you never. Well, know. I, I or you go in. Have that. Or you go in on a on a read and you really prepare and you really go for it and they're like, "All right, bye." And you're like, "That's okay." That's yeah. most <laughs> like, of the time, right? <laughs> right. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. That's. I'm like, ah, okay, I'm ready. I can do this. I got it. And then at the end, they're like, "No, that's good." I, well, I'm, like, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names. Although I wish I fucking would because I don't like this person. But <laughs> I went into an audition not too long ago and the the rudest, most fucking. I couldn't, it killed the mood. Here you are trying to do comedy and you're in there and there's seven of them. Uh, and I walk in and I go, hey, how's it going? Not a word. Okie dokie, I'll just roll over that and I'll just stay with my energy and be positive. 18 pages I had to memorize. I had to memorize two main characters because they didn't, I, in my brain was like, they might want me for both. I'm, or, you know, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. 18 pages I memorized, which, to listeners doesn't mean shit, but it's a fucking well, lot of dialogue. That's, 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 it should that's, mean that's 18 shit because, minutes. Yeah, I it's get, a lot of dialogue. I get commercial auditions that have fucking two pages of dialogue, and I'm like, what? Yeah. And how long did Come you have on. to memorize these? Uh, a day, one day. Yeah. You had okay. one day? Yeah, one day. They I, gave you the size in one day. The day before, yeah. So, I so had, basically, I had the day. You're, look still, at you're holding the script, though. No. No, you were completely off book. Totally off book. Yeah, it had to be. Did so they they demanded that they said off book. Yeah, there one day, eighteen one day. pages. You know, this, all, this all adds to like the whole the thing of it all. It yeah, like, no, this isn't. That's insane. No, but I, perspective would be like if somebody said uh, quiz tomorrow. You know, and you also have to you have to do a, you know at school. It's like okay, right. you have to memorize this uh, thirty page dialogue right. or speech for uh, uh, President and you gotta Lincoln's be tomorrow. Almost verbatim. Yeah, like almost. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't fuck up any of the words. No, you can yeah. fuck up that and or the. You yeah. can fuck up a few of the. That's yeah. about it. But any I go other in. Profession, it's unrealistic. But this is realistic. But this is real. But so you memorize. So I memorize eighteen Good pages, for you, dude. Uh, and I really kind of like the idea. It was really great. And um, I go in, 
And I said, so, uh, hi, got nothing. I was like, all right. Um, I said, so I'm, I'm going to be reading both characters today, right? And uh, this person says, uh, well, that's what it says on my on my page. And I was like, what? That's that's a weird that's attitude. That's your fucking that's response. Your fucking you, res- not power yeah, thing. Sorry, we yeah. just gave you the sides yesterday. <laughs> do the best you can. But it so, wasn't even a necessary comment. No. In the big picture of what we do for in this business, not even necessary. No, so on. Un- and then I said, okay. I took that lump too. And then I said, um, is there um, one you'd like me to read first? Okay, that's a fair question. Is yeah. there a yes, preference? Yes, it is. And that's... he goes, I don't care. Just pick one. And I was like, God damn it! <laughs> Do you know how hard this is? Like, you're in my brain now because I all I need is a warm reception. Yeah, man, why don't you read Tim first? Or, awesome, or, here we go. Like, you, yeah, pick which one you want, man. It's cool. And like, at least just, make it a little right. more fucking... The, the slight attitude, it just puts you in a weird place. And of course, the first read I did was terrible because my brain was like, you why, why is this so fucking cold? Yeah. Why? I don't I, know. Is there do they, is there a psychology behind why they behave that way? I don't know. I don't know. And it's, it doesn't happen all the time, but fuck. They're unimaginative pricks. I tweeted right as I got out of the room. I tweeted, is it cold in here or is it just your fucking attitude? <laughs> like it's, it was the most ice cold I'd ever felt. And after I did the first read, uh, you know, the response was like, well, let's maybe we should let's retry with a different da 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 da. And I don't want to get into all the bullshit details, but long story short, it was terrible. I didn't do a terrible job, but there, there, they, they weren't there. Like they yeah. weren't even with me. It was kind of like I could have come and went and they wouldn't even have known. And I was so fucking angry about it. it. It put me in such a bad fucking place for like a day that I was like, I can't believe I committed to something really hard and worked on it. And you can go in and they can just tell you to go fucking eat a dick. And that's, that's the, for people listening, that's what it's like sometimes that they're like they couldn't care less and you're like I fucking this is so much harder than you think right. you know what it's but like to them your job is to be prepared prepared act it you is know? But, yes. but you I'm know what I'm not the, saying it's not hard but I'm saying that's what we've chosen to yes do. of course but do. that description to me is like being in seventh grade yeah and having a girl come over and go hey hey guys I I really like you Andrew you want to go out with me and be like yeah I totally want to go out with you and then the next day they're like haha we're not really going out I was just kidding I was just <laughs> I was one of Fine, fuck you in front of my friends. That's and, a, and because of get that, out of here. And because of that, you always you now you really want to go out with yeah. that girl for the rest of your fucking yeah, life. Now that's the one that got away because yeah. you were so close, so close. Why do I feel like did this happen to you, Brian? No. Oh, okay. Yes, it actually did in fifth grade. <laughs> that's ha- every single one of us. Nope, not l- me. Every girl I've ever liked has liked me back. Up. And she's always been awesome. That's because you make them like you. You yes. physically hurt these women into liking you. I wouldn't say you. physically hurt. I would say restraint. Yeah. <laughs> And you're not going to leave this basement, are you? You'll love me or you're never leaving. <laughs> did you have a... Uh, okay, I love you. Just let me go. Did you ever do a... a just where you walked out, you're like, that was the shittiest experience in my life. And they call back and they're like, you're in. We I've love got, you. I've gotten the job. Yeah, I've gotten the job on one of those like... Uh, God, that was fucking atrocious. Well, you just felt horrible inside. Yeah, I was like, what a fucking nightmare. Just, no laughs. Gonna... They didn't even laugh. Like Those are the weirdest ones. When I'm like... When it's comedy. Yeah, and, and they yeah. don't laugh and they're not even into it. And then you leave, and you get a phone call. They fucking loved you. Like, were we in the same room? Do you yeah, yeah. Think, you know, that's what kind a bullshit, of love do they show? I their think that's family? a bullshit line sometimes, though. Too when they say they fucking love. Well, you, right? it's that's... only it's only they fucking love you if they want you to come back. And then you're like, fuck. They must have enjoyed me. If they, why would they want me back if they didn't? But my my agent usually never bullshits me. Like he is the guy that's like, hey man, you didn't do so hot on that one. So anyway, next week is, a, <laughs> I mean, it's great though. I mean, yeah, we no, have you a, don't want some guy fucking blowing no. smoke up your ass. The rapport we have is that. I told him from the beginning. I was like, don't ever, ever sugarcoat it. I don't need it. I don't even need it. I just want the facts 
And he will. He'll go, dude, they really did like you, and they want to see you next week or whatever. And those are the times when you're like, did they really like me? That's so fucking weird. And then there's times when I'm like, they're in love with me, dude. I had the most fun. And they're like, yeah, he's just not right. And you're like, what the fuck? We threw a party in the room together. (laughs) I made, I've gone out. It's like a big joke. As a casting director named Allison Jones, who's put me in a bunch of different stuff, and she casts Veep. And I've always said to her, I wanted Veep a while ago. I was like, I want to get on Veep so fucking bad in any way because I love the show. It is a great show. I've gone out, and it's a running joke with us, six times for Veep, and I haven't gotten it. And every time, they keep asking me back because they they want me, I guess, but it makes me laugh because Julie Louis-Dreyfus comes in the room, and this was a highlight of me auditioning. They were like, you're going to read with her today, and you were gonna, I was going to be this intern character, and we read the scene, and we had a good time, and then she was like, you're an improver, huh? You improv? I said, yeah. She goes, let's just improv a scene, come downstairs and tell me there's something, there's an issue upstairs. So I play this really nervous, quirky character, and I improv a whole scene that a pipe broke, and there's shit all over the place. It's flooding the top floor of the White House. There's shit everywhere. And You made all this up, or they give you the... No, I was just uh, improv the whole oh, scene. Okay. And, nice. And I am proud to say that Julie Louis-Dreyfus was shitting her pants laughing. I mean, like, had tears. Like, we were doing... It was so much fun. She stopped, like, four or five times. She kept saying, I'm sorry, because she just... It was something that tickled her the right way. The way I did it and the way we did it together. That's great. She kept losing it, and I was like, there's... I was, like, singing on the way out, like, I'm gonna fucking get it! Like, there's no fucking way. (laughs) And, of course, they've got a folk on there, like, they're actually gonna pull that character, and then I'm gonna do it. And I was like, oh, my fucking God! That's why they keep calling you back, because they haven't gotten the guy you're supposed to be. Sure, that makes sense. But knowing that they'll call you back like that, you'll get yeah. something. Well, that's actually. the most. And that fun. show shouldn't be going anywhere. It's hilarious. It's so. fucking hysterical. Yeah. And that's what that's what I said to her. I was like, that show is so funny to me. I'll go out for it 15, 20 times, even yeah. if I never get it, because I think it's so fucking good. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. And then there's other stuff. They're like, will you come read for this? And you're like, I fucking hate that show. I don't even want to be on that show. And you still have to swallow like, yes, your pride. Of course and you're like, I'll be fine. I'll it, fucking yeah. come read for it. But I hate the idea of doing that show. So would you rather? Have shitty experiences where you get the job, or would you rather be? Are you more okay with I killed in the room and they still hated me? I I just want the job, no matter yeah. what. I mean, yeah, so no, the they, the day, both of them mind wanna... fuck you in a different way, basically. Yeah, because it's kind of like it's it's kind of like you know, and we all do stand up. It's kind of like the same thing of like I would rather do well in my brain and enjoy the material I put out and do well than quote-unquote crush and fucking rip the room to shreds but barely enjoy my material because I was pandering or doing stuff that I've done for too long or that I know I don't even really enjoy anymore and I was doing it for the wrong reasons. It's kind of the same thing for me. Like, I, I guess I'm just at a point now where I don't, I just, I want to make them laugh but I just want to say something. You want to make them laugh on your terms. Yeah, I want to, and, fu- and I want to enjoy that. the fuck, I want to like it anymore. I'm, yeah. I got tired of not liking it anymore. Like, I got tired of saying what I knew they wanted to hear and I was like, fuck this, fuck this, this is so dumb, it's not even fun to do, it's almost, you feel kind of gross, you're like a little fucking laugh hooker, you're like a prostitute for jokes, and you're just giving them shit that you're like, I don't even like this. But there's a place for comedy for that. Absolutely. But I I actually believe, though, that where you're coming from, Mm. that genuine place that you're coming from and the reason why you want to do it, I think that those experiences for both you and the audience are richer experiences, because you're actually coming from a, a place that... It's it almost some people find impossible yeah. to take whatever is going on in you in that moment and have all these strangers have this instant reaction to it. That to me, I I believe the same thing that you do. That's the true experience yeah, right there. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think that I think that makes to me it makes all the difference. And maybe it's just where I'm at in my life, but I've just started to make that shift and, and if the audience if I get great laughs, 
and I'm still getting out the material that I want to get out, that to me is more fun than any night that I've ever lit the room on fire. It's just because I, I don't care as the, much. So you the audience, pyrotechnics? The, the, I, to, well, for six or seven years. The audience is always going to like it when you're having a better time. When they can tell. You yeah, know, they can they, always I, feel I really feel like they can tell. Like, I just had to do like the same, these jokes I've done for too long, and I'm just like, Hey, you know why you're not enjoying this? Because I fucking hate it more than you do. Like, whenever you're doing, and even if it's not like super honed or super tight or whatever, as long as you're really into it, that's all that matters. They'll get into yes. it. Yes, and and, the, and those things become honed because of that. I think yes. that's, that's exact. That yeah. to me, that's the best way to do it. And they do see it is weird as dumb as so many audiences are. And you know, I know that's a that's a broad mean statement, but there's some audiences are fucking dumb, and even the dumbest people know when it's material that you've done before and you don't even love it. It's like the dumbest person can see like they can sense it. They can, they can feel, feel it. It's it. the yeah, weirdest thing. Yeah. Well, and, but that's with anything. Like if you yeah. like that's what blows my mind sometimes having conversations in this city is like I if I'm talking to you yeah. and you're not into what I'm saying, I pick up on that right away. And I shut the fuck up right. and I move on. Right. There are some people who don't ever do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just like, hey man, so you know what you want you want to do something later? You're like no. Have, have I ever given you the impression that I want, I want to, to be do anywhere near you <laughs> on any given day? You get that impression out all the time. I don't know if you know that or not. I must, dude. I yeah. must because I got a real Always fucking jovial and oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yes, John's so jovial, <laughs> jolly, jolly jovial, jolly, John. You're jolly jovial John. Is That's what the name of your, of your next album, Jolly Jovial John. Uh, Coming out in June. Yeah, June. It's right around the corner. It's got to be June or July. How many tracks are you doing? Just uh, G. Well, it's right there. John, read it off of your new uh, album. However, yeah. however many go to the letter J. Okay, cool. Are you can do a Jew. A <laughs> you know his jokes? intention is to be. Let's uh, 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 My the tracks are titled Jews. Um, <laughs> Juice, Jews, Jews. Which one? Which which one? Um, jumping, jumping. Janet, that's it. <laughs> Janet is actually a real track for you. That's a real life thing. His his long term goal is to be uh, the next generation's Burl Lives. Oh, I don't know if you know that or not? Yes, wow. I want to be Burl. Modern day Burl. I want to be Burl Lives. Mm -hmm. Hey, this I, might be sing the Grinch song, right? No, not no. even close. This might be Holly the, Jolly the only room in Hollywood with show. three non Jewish comedians. Right now, this is it. This is it for you. You've peaked. No, I'm saying there is no other room with three non-Jewish no, no, comedians. No, no, yeah, not in, in this city. Ever, ever, ever. No, no, there's not. Um, hey, can we uh, <laughs> talk a little bit? Hi, you, you, you uh, somebody's actually looking at the. Someone's looking right at us right now. I'm doing my job simultaneously. Simultaneously, yeah. She's. Oh, she's a Jewish comedian. <laughs> she got lost. She... Are you trying to find your way to somewhere? Oh, you're fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're For almost the listeners, done. just so you know, there's... Um, well, they know what we do. We're in a building uh, where it I films know, all the time. But all of a sudden, we're yelling at someone who's not talking back. She so waved. Well, we'll explain yes, it. Her name is waved. Jill. She's uh, uh, she's scouting for a television show. Fantastic. Okay. And scouting for a television show means she's looking at all the stuff that we have here. That's what in a the scout building is. To film later. So she's not trying to get a merit badge? To show to a director and a producer, and they decide whether or not they want to film at my or, location. But everybody wants to film here because I'm awesome. That's really what I want to that say. That I agree with. She could be she could be coming here because they're going to demo this place and she might be setting up grenades <laughs> all over this. That's you never know. That could be too. It'd be that a great way to too. end this show. But then again, it's not live, so. Um, but you guys blow and, up and die, and then it comes out, yeah. and then people hear about your death <laughs> and when then the podcast like, hey, comes out. And then the next week after that, they're like, why didn't we get the updated podcast? Like, oh, remember last week they died. They died last week. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh shit! But they it'll didn't. Be, they didn't evergreen any episodes to put out after their death. <laughs> it'll be like something you should think about. Well, we uh, did at first. It's called Tupacing. 
It's called Tupac. It's called Tupacing. I'm gonna. We're gonna Tupac the podcast. Yeah, gonna... You guys hologram yourself podcast. <laughs> Why do we want to watch this? We didn't want to watch them when they were alive. Is Why that, are we watching dead versions? Is, is of that themselves? trend over already? No, yeah. I think I think I think Japan is working on it real heavy. They but want... for a while, wasn't that the big thing? Like every concert had somebody that wasn't supposed to be there anymore. No, there, and like the, I don't hear about that well, anymore. Well, the, the, it was the scary thought that after the Tupac thing. Then TLC was gonna do it, yeah. And then like all, you know. But to me, it's like, why not? Why doesn't the Who do it with Keith Moon? Why yeah, don't why you know? You? Like, why wouldn't Jim Morrison play with the Doors? And not just because Rain, Rain Man Zarek died, but but before that, um, yeah. I, I I hope that is not a, a last thing. Otherwise, if it, if it's a thing that happens, I'm gonna ask why wasn't Jerry Garcia at the Last Dead show? That'll be my eventually. Opinion. Not eventually. He's got until July 5th, and then that's over. So Maybe that's the big plan, John. God, can you imagine They're that? They're bringing him back. Oh, man. Huh? They do one... They, they, at the actual Dead show, the last Dead show, they just bring back all the great musicians that have died. They haven't been dead. They just do that <laughs> thing. That you know, like the Tupac theory, where like, he's on an island. He's yeah. not dead. All, pen, all these guys are not dead. Keith, Keith <laughs> Godshaw. <laughs> yeah, Brett Midland. They all come back. They all come back. It's going to be I've great. Never, this is going to sound horrible, because I don't know Vince if you're a Dead fan. I, was, I never understood the Grateful Dead thing. Sorry. That's okay. Well... And I've never seen the Goonies. Just want to be clear. What? Like, what? Oh, I like how that upsets you guys more I than hear being people a grateful. Not, I, I hear people not, not like the, the dead. Is, dead that makes sense. It's it. music, it's but like, the Goonies is a. But I got to ask you guys a question. Why is that so polarizing to people? You're because either on the Goonies side or you're not on the Goonies side. I don't understand. No, why. no, no. no. You, you just so said you've upset. never seen it. Yes, and people get very upset by that that statement, and I don't it's, understand why they're so upset by sta- that. A, it was a staple of my childhood, dude. It, 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 because it, it says a lot about you as a person. Oh, really? And that what, you're what is not, that? that? That you tell that you must have missed that that part of culture. That you are some kind of trapped young man. What were you doing? So what were you doing on? to not see what? that movie? I don't, I'm trying to remember what year did it come out. It's like saying you didn't see Rocky Three. I don't understand. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Let's simmer ye. No, but here's why one. I think people get upset when it's like cult classic movies because there's no way to not see them. They're everywhere all the time. I feel like it's so many opportunities. Like. If someone said I've never seen Shawshank Redemption, I would say that's literally impossible. Uh, it's well, on, that's it's impossible. on TBS yeah, nine thousand yeah, times so a day. So is the Goonies. But that's no, what Goonies I mean. Is not loop like Shawshank. It's not, not loop like Shawshank, bag. but it is. It is so pop culturally. Eighty five. Eighty five. Right. It is in the zeitgeist of every. So right around the time you were probably dancing to the Super Bowl shuffle, you weren't watching Goonies. I can't explain to you why I didn't see the Goonies. What's another great movie you haven't seen? I know you've. Got, I feel like you've got a few more. No, I think that's pretty much that's the, the one. only one. Yeah, I think I've pretty much seen every other what I guess you would classify as a childhood. I would just say it's a movie, cult. It's a cult classic. Did you see like, uh, Star Wars? <laughs> yes, I did. Star Wars. It was Hardwares. Hardware what is Wars. It? Hardware Star, Wars. Star Wars. I have never Star. Star- Stairway. But I will upset you guys. Uh, so, okay, so, okay, so what now that we attacked, now that we attacked you, you guys can I, attack me. Oh, I haven't me. seen. What's the one where the the Warriors? I've never seen the Warriors. Come out and play. Really? Yeah, I've never seen it. Wow. Wow. Another I'm not a song and dance man. Okay, right, yes, you don't like Broadway. <laughs> which is why you'll never make it in this town. Um, I, I will admittedly say I was never a big Star Wars guy. And I, and I know the whole world is against me on that. But what upsets me is there's a generation of people that I understand love Star Wars. If you were born in the early to mid 70s, it makes the most amount of sense to me because mm-hmm. that, was your, that, was like a, that was your childhood. If you were born in the mid to late 80s, it makes a little bit of sense to me. They were by then, so it's almost. Jedi, but, but as a kid, you would have liked that, the Ewok yeah, thing a little that's bit. That's true, the puppets, but, but, yeah. but people that, like, you know, this, the, the, like, kids in their 20s, like young guys in their 20s that say that they're in love with it, I call so much bullshit. Because it was never... Because 
Because you were alive, and when you were a kid, Toy Story was the technology yeah. that you were able to see. Yeah. So you're a fucking liar that you were ever impressed by Star Wars. That it was the worst, the the worst CGI you've ever seen well, compared the, to the shit that you grew up on. But there's right. no, but there's no group of people that get together for Toy Story. I know, but I just call right. bullshit on the fact that they're like in love with it. It's like there's no way your technological view of what film was was so advanced compared to this. The reason that people in the '70s grew up with it and loved it, it was so fucking new. So that's why I call bullshit on the younger generation. That's like I'm the biggest Star Wars fan. Like impossible. At it wasn't your childhood. Time. You have to understand that teenagers wandering time. around with Ramones t-shirts on and Nirvana t-shirts. But also, but they don't—they're not yeah. fanatics like people are with Star Wars. Well, I but think they pretend like they're that's, into that's, the scene. They're pretending. It's just a fake. It's a fake out. But but here's I don't here, buy it. Here's here's my thing is that uh, I'm old enough that I could. Brian, you have you're gonna start crying. You have to. I'm old enough that I could start crying. Right now. <laughs> Brian, you, you can't you, control it. You and have, I'm gonna shit my pants. You have two kids, yeah. right? So if, I, what? As a parent, <laughs> as a parent, you know, you like my dad showed me Laurel and Hardy growing up. Yes, I can honestly say I'm a huge Laurel and Hardy fan. It means a lot to me. But there's a tie-in. But there's not there's right. But I'm saying that could be a tie-in. Is like the parent who loves Star Wars passes that on to their kid. Like my dad showed me Jaws at a way too early age, but it's one of my favorite movies. You know, the stuff you're exposed to as a child. You, if, through your parents, if you even remotely like your parents, it's going to stick. <laughs> and that's part of the problem, though. Most people don't like their parents. Well, you say, people say <laughs> that, but they <laughs> don't. You know what I mean? The I'm people like, he's talking about didn't even have parents. Yes. Well, I, went to, I served he's 10 the, orphans. These Star Wars fans that I interviewed at, a, <laughs> at an orphanage. It, that burnt down, But well, you know what I mean? Way. So there is always that possible. <laughs> well, because you set it on fire. Because yeah. you're like, I, I'll call your bullshit. <laughs> I don't think you do love Star Wars. But, <laughs> but you're right. There is, if there's a connection. I just don't, I just have a hard time swallowing that so many people Right, but you don't that. know. Maybe their dad dressed up as Obi-Wan Kenobi every Halloween and, you know, figured him with lightsabers or whatever. But, but, but I understand what you're saying about the, about the, 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 the tying it in as if it was a part of, because, you know, the thing is, it's not a fabric of their youth. Right. Because they grew up in either a VHS, most likely a DVD society, where a, a large portion of, of, of the Star Wars fanaticism first time around was the theater experience. Yeah, you went to the theater. The fact that it was so different than anything yes. that had come out at the time. There was and th 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 That was the shared experience that they cannot right. claim ground to, and I think that's probably more that, where you're... That, to me, makes the most sense. Like, that, like, like, I am violently in love with Back to the Future. I love... Like, that, that movie to me and that series was, like, one of the coolest, best... I mimicked shit from that movie growing... Like, that I'm in love with because that was my childhood experience of going to watch Back to the Future and I can understand that for people that grew up with Star Wars but it's just not it's not as there's no there, the, the the fan the fan fanatics don't exist like that for Star Wars I just it's so big it's like Jesus how do you like this that much well that's the other thing is that I I, I caught you catch a lot of people liking something they're not sure of when right. the, when the first when the Phantom Menace movie came out I remember being excited because I'm like, holy shit, sure. a new Star Did Wars. Did you stand in line? No. I go, this is pretty impressive, a new, a new Star Wars. And they were showing on MTV, like all these celebrities had gone to see a screening of the movie. Yeah. And they're all coming out of the movie and like, oh my God, it's awesome. It's Star Wars. It's great. It's all, you know, Will Smith, everyone. Everybody was Jimmy Fallon. They a, all loved it. Yeah. A few, a, few months go, a few months go by and people, like the general public sees it and people are like, what the fuck? fuck yeah. So then these other celebrities are interviewed again and they're like, yeah, what do you want me to say? I mean, I'm coming out of a movie. We're going to tell you it sucks. Yeah, that like, that yeah. I didn't just pay for it. I got, right. yeah, I got nothing. I can only be positive. And you're like, yeah, I guess I got you're nothing. right. It's like when Jimmy Fallon brought up Guns N' Roses uh, uh, at the MTV M M Music, Music Awards, Awards or yeah. He's like, Guns N' fucking Roses. And then 
fat Axel comes out with no other members of the original band. And everyone's like, what is this? And at the end, Jimmy Fallon's like, yeah, what am I supposed to do? I'm up there presenting yeah. a fucking band's coming out. Like, Guys, it's everybody. It's no one except Axel. Here, <laughs> here they are. It's, it's a like, guy yeah. that ruined his own career. Here <laughs> right. he is. And you got to You got you to act pumped, you know? That guy, that guy by the way, what a, a fucking... Jimmy Fallon is such a great success story. He's fantastic. But... I have never seen someone like everything yeah. more. He is. I know that's part of his game is to be like, I love this band. I love this guy. I love this. I love. But at some point in this long career of late night, when you do an episode every fucking day, I cannot wait for him to have a little bit of jaded like, you know, these guys are this pretty guy, good. This uh... guy. The, I mean, because Letterman was the best at that. And he reached a point when he was like, listen, man, fucking, I don't know this band. Here, watch them. You know, like, I do this yeah. every day. I'm a little fucking tired. Like, he does the best. And Conan still wears the, the happy face. But if you've ever seen Conan off camera, yeah. Yeah. he's he is well, super fucking him, him There was a documentary on TV. that showed, oh, that showed him. Can't Stop Running. He it shit was on TBS. Awesome. They were like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "TBS." He goes, "Oh, fucking great!" I just go from hosting the Tonight Show to TBS. It's great, but it, but it's real. He well, re he left it real. in there. He had the option of taking yes. that chunk out of that documentary, and he left it in there specifically to be like, "It's you know." That's why I like him because you know that it's like he 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 shows his colors where he's like, "Listen, I'm fucking pissed about this bullshit, and I'm going to tell you." And not every time I love doing late night, like he does mock the sense of the show, which I enjoy and. Fallon is this perfect shiny mask, which is why he's a perfect host for the Tonight Show. Because America, that's all they. That's want what they want. See, but off camera, you know, yeah. you hear you hear stuff that Fallon's, he's that's not him, and not not in a bad way, but like you know, there's people that I know oh, that, that are persona. like he's he's a guy's guy that drinks beer, smokes pot, and loves to party, but he's got to put on this very clean. Like, yeah. Oh, dude, you yeah. Because, I mean, I the last time I saw Jimmy Fallon like in person was at uh, Beauty Bar in Hollywood. Wasted. No, no, no. Wait, I mean. <laughs> Not wasted. You were wasted. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, you be but, clear about what he's saying, John. He knows you better than Jimmy Fallon, so yeah. he was just getting right to the kit. He was cutting to the chase. I knew you were uh, You were blacked out. I was on the verge. <laughs> I was on the verge. But, like, Barry Sobel was there. So you there, saw and him I, with one know, eye. And I know Barry Sobel. And he's Fallon good for, was He's there. best friends with him. Yeah. And oh, Fallon, he is? Yeah. Oh. And Fallon was there. And I go, oh, shit, Jimmy Fallon. He goes, yeah, yeah. And then Fallon goes over and kind of takes over the, the DJ, takes over the records that were going. Next thing I know, he's playing It's Not Easy Being Green and fucking that rainbow what? song from the Muppet movie. And I'm like, okay. What is uh, he doing? What's going on? And he's like loving it. And I'm like, all right, I got to go. Bye. And I just left because I was like, this sucks. But gets weird. But it was then just, it got weird. I don't think it got weird, but it's like he was out, baseball hat on, having a good time. Like there wasn't, I didn't see joints hanging from his mouth or anything. But I mean, he was not the Jimmy Fallon you see on late night. But that's fine because the late night is to, you know, that's... He that's has a job show. to do, ladies yeah. and what, gentlemen. What, Ameri what, the, what is it they say in Tommy Boy? What the American public doesn't know is what makes them the American public. That's exactly right. <laughs> but I feel like there was a few guys that, I mean, like we were talking earlier, I think Ferguson always showed his stripes. He was he was maybe too honest. That's probably why... That's why he got out so quick. He I think burned so. faster, he right? He burned really fast because he really would come out and be like, I don't even want to do the show. Like he would just be honest about it yeah. and I fucking loved that. I know yeah. a lot of people didn't really get behind that but I loved him because I thought he would just shit but on I think, everything. I think it takes a certain understanding to know like it's not the greatest thing to have to go in every, every day. Single I mean, day. the idea that we work in Hollywood, one of the best parts about it is that you could be working on something one day and something completely different the next. And yeah. you're going to be working with a different group of people here and a different group of people there. 
But you come in, it becomes a job. It becomes an yep. office job. And you're the guy that's got to come in and be fucking funny by the water cooler. And you got to have a donut. And you got to fucking kiss everyone's <laughs> ass and be all right. And then be like, well, Letterman can be a dick. Yeah, dude. Of course he can. If I had to come in and look at every one of you fuckers every single day, I'd be a dick too. Like, I don't see how it's, you know, as, as a human being, it's going to get to you. Absolutely. And, and how you deal with that is like Letterman was... You know, Ferguson's honest. Letterman's kind of like, yeah, I don't know, this is, here's a band. I don't know. Check it out. And I love how Snidey is about it. But I like when he, when Letter, my favorite thing that Letterman used to do is when he didn't like somebody, it was so obviously, like, he couldn't hide it and he didn't want to. Like, if there was a shitty band that annoyed him, he would go up and be like, all right, how about these guys? It was like so <laughs> condescending in like the best way. Well, I didn't realize he always pointed out at drums. That's his, well, he loves drums. Yeah, did, he's like, well, where'd you get that drums? Oh, nice rental or whatever. It's right, no, like, well, he always nice said, they, did you rent or buy? Are they yours or are they rented? Yeah. He, 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 that's, that's how you know if he likes the band or not. He'll, he'll mock the band if you know he likes them and he'll say that. Are they rented or are they yours? It's a cheap way of saying like, you guys just, is this your first time doing it? Is this your first time out? There is a band, a young Chicago band, called the um fuck the griswolds or something like that i think that sounds about right i yeah. think that's the name yeah and they did a performance you need to watch and the singer is so fucking zooted out of his mind on something he's fucking gone he's in space you can tell and he misses the second verse and the bridge and then pops back in for the chorus and because he's so out of it he's throwing the microphone and he's crawling on the ground and he goes to the couch and you can tell letterman enjoyed it but also wanted to take a shot at them so he's like, all right, how about this? How about these guys? Can we have some more of that? Can we have some more? And the guitarist had broken his guitar, and he was like, there's no strings. Like, and you could tell they're uncomfortable. They don't know. And he's like, no, no, let's have some more, Paul. <laughs> and, the, and the band mocks their song. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's the coolest. Like, it's tipping on the line, which is Letterman did so well. It's right on the fence of like, is he fucking with us? Or is he, or you... It was great. He did such a great job. And Paul, because... You could tell Paul wanted it too because the chords were so easy. It was like, that's it. So the band picked it up within three seconds and that was it over and over. So they all start playing it and Paul's like yelling lyrics like, and it's so clearly mocking, but Letterman is like loving it, dancing. And these guys in the band, they're standing there with their thumbs in their asses and they don't know what to do. They don't know how to feel. What? Yeah, they're like, I think we're being made fun of. Yeah, but it's a band versus comedy, dude. But it's a great tip of the hat because like you're being made fun of but who the fuck cares you're embedded now in Letterman history who gives a shit Letterman made fun of you great and you were on his fucking show instead of you weren't just a band that showed up did it and then left and no one gave a shit Right. so for them I think they enjoyed it but it's a beautiful exercise of like how he was perfect at that at being like hey fucking you were great suck a dick get off my stage Yeah. (laughs) it's so fantastic Uh, oh really yeah Uh, put up um, I want to talk quickly. We're, yeah. I guess we're coming to the end. We've done nothing. Uh, I think we've done nothing. I mean, He's I told like, some great stories. No, he has. He has. But we. I want to promote your uh, Yahoo show. Yeah, Sin City Saints on Yahoo. Um, you can just and you can watch. And that. what is it? What is that all about? Um, it's about I. I uh, it's a. Um, I own a basketball team in Las Vegas, and uh, the premise of the show is. Uh, uh, I am the guy who should have never. I. I say I'm emerging of Mark Cuban, um, and. Uh, uh, Donald Sterling. I am. I. I. It is a, guy, a young guy who made his money on a on a not a dot com a Silicon kid, and uh, he has the wherewithal upstairs of Sterling. Like he just says what he wants. He doesn't give a shit. To, you know, like he's like blacks are for me to play with. I mean, for him, it's like this is all normal shit. And um, <coughs> it, I'm at kind of the apex of my career in life, and the team is the shit, and I have the best player in the league. And in the pilot episode, I 
run him over with uh, a car. You have to see it. And I injure our star player. And from there, everything goes downhill. And Malin Ackerman is in it. She's sent by the NBA to wrangle me in and try to fucking get this shit show together. Um, and Tom Arnold is is my um, general manager that I work with. And uh, it was so fucking much fun. And it was uh, me, Malin, Tom Arnold, John Sally is in it. Uh, Baron Davis is our newfound star that we take out of retirement. He owns a burger joint in Vegas, and we make him play basketball again with us. <laughs> and uh, um, and we have a bunch of like fun little crazy cameos. Rick Fox is uh, one of the GMs too. It was awesome. Yeah, and Rick Fox gets mentioned mentioned in all the write ups. When, yeah, whenever I see the show written up, because he's really he's really trying to get back to get into acting heavily. Like he's yeah, trying he to was run he and, was dabbling in it back. Yeah, and then right, stopped and then stopped. But he's and, he, I gotta say he's he's good. He's actually a really good actor. Like uh, at first you're like ah these athletes can they act? And some of them know. Some of them know, but he actually can. Yeah. Like he's he's taking it fucking serious. Like he has yeah. a coach and uh, he's really he's go- seen Hunter. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. is true. Okay. Hunter Thank played you. for the Rams. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I think some of these guys that take it serious, of course, they can be good because yeah. they were pro athletes. They know how to play a game. And what they're doing is putting on the show. Some of these guys know how to put on the show. The pro athletes, the best, are the guys that put on the best show. And they're just, they're acting all the time. That's, and, why, and that's why WWE wrestlers make the best, they make good actors. I yeah, think. because they're putting on, the, oh, their whole the life whole, is an act. Whole, yeah, yeah, the yeah, whole thing is a fucking act. So just one episode or? No, we did eight episodes. Eight episodes. Eight episodes. And you can go, if you have Apple TV or Roku or any of those, you know, app devices on your TV or smart TV, Yahoo has its own Yahoo screen. And they're all free streaming without ads on on there and on the website. It's free st- streaming, but there is ads if you go to Yahoo and type it in. So I always say, go to Apple TV, go to Roku or whatever your smart TV is, and Yahoo has the app. But if you don't There's have no any ads. of that, you can go right to you can go right to Yahoo and online. Yeah, on the since interwebs since on the internet on the interwebs. Yeah, and uh, we did one season. I don't know if we'll ever do another one. It was we were the we were the uh, flagship show. Yahoo has never done for Yahoo. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're that's the first. The, you know what? Series. That's the future, man. And you yeah. know what? the quality of the stuff now. Yeah. It's not, this is it's it's competitive with anything oh, else that you've show. seen. Yeah, this yeah, is it's not. Full on. It's not. It no, but I'm saying, shitty, but yeah. I think there's still a certain portion of people out there like, oh, it's a, there's a stigma. It's like no, the, no, web, has, the web has this dirty. It's like a dirty word. It's YouTube. Yeah, it's it's the web has this dirty word because of YouTube and because anybody can anybody. put it up that they're like, mm, how is it? But from the sake of, and this sounds douchey, but it's TV money. It's you get paid just like it's a TV show. It's the same quality in terms of how it's shot, who shoots it. I mean. Brian Gordon, who directed it, did fucking Curb Your Enthusiasm for years. I mean, you know, it's not like it was a bunch of Yahoos that got together and they're like, no pun intended. can you shoot? Yes. <laughs> Yahoo. Uh, and I get money every time I say it. That's <laughs> but he was, you know, and, and one of the executive producers was Mike Tolan, who did all the 30 for 30s. Um, that's where he got his acclaim. So it was kind of like, and he did Arliss, which I fucking I always love. Loved. I loved Arliss, yeah. But Mike wow. was our sports in and Brian was our comedy in. And it's, a, it's, it's like a curb for comedy. Yeah. Um, a little bit more scripted than Curb, but that's the feel of it. It's a great show. It really picks up a rhythm. Every every time a buddy texts me and he's like, "Dude, you really got a rhythm by like the third episode." It's like it's just like a TV show where like yeah. the first episode is never that good on no, any new show because you're not you don't know the characters yet and you, and and you don't give a fuck yet. You you're like, like how, how do I care? Yeah, you have to be invested in characters in general to watch a TV yes. show. You can't just go. I don't really like these people. So I always say, give it a few episodes and let it float. And if you like it by the third one, that's usually when it takes off and yeah. it does. And the scenes get ri- ridiculous. There's you know, there's a uh, there's an ayahuasca scene in the strip club that's probably my, one of my favorites. That I'm trying to recruit a player from China. He's our Yao Ming, um, but he's he's atrocious at basketball. But uh, but I think if I get the biggest Asian guy, it's going to be like the second coming of Yao Ming. I was like, we can coach this guy. He's shit, but we can coach him. <laughs> it's like he barely speaks English. But like I swear to God, we can coach him. Uh, but so the dynamic is great on there, and, and uh, I could tell you a million Tom Arnold stories, but he's maybe one of the greatest guys slash actors I've ever worked with. Nice. Makes me laugh, laugh. We would go to the gym together and people would bother him 
and he got so sick of being bothered that he was like, I'm not gonna do this anymore, buddy. I gotta fucking, I gotta fucking not come to this gym. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. He's like, I'm gonna make a fucking put a goddamn fucking machine in my room. And I was like, you, you're gonna ask for a machine in your room? He goes, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. He goes to the front desk and he goes, I want a treadmill in my room. And an hour later, he has a treadmill in his fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> they put it, we're in the, like the pet, he's in like a penthouse, uh, a suite. That's like, a, you know, the suites, at, yeah. we stayed at the Caesars. We stayed there for two and a half months. It's a fucking, it's a house. It's not a hotel at this point. Like he has three rooms yeah. and a bedroom. And yeah, it's not like putting and, one and in now your, a gym. And, and, right, a and gym. a gym. And He's a gym. Not putting, you're not putting a treadmill in like your Motel Eight. Right. No. 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 It's He's like, got a fucking suite, and they bring up this treadmill, and it's and it, wheeling it to one of those double decker motels. Yeah, you right. just see the and you down Las Vegas Boulevard. The stairs. Put it under the it bed after every use. <laughs> but that. But it was so much fun to shoot. And the only bummer was living in Caesars was a fucking nightmare. Well, I can't. Vegas, living in a, living in there was just so it wasn't like Ocean's Thirteen. You know, it was close. To. The funniest thing was we had the guy who does their filming there uh, that organizes the filming at the hotel was like, um, how are you liking your stay one night? And we were, I was drunk at the bar and I was like, I fucking don't really like it if I'm being honest with you. He's like, oh dude, you guys lasted way longer. The Hangover guys, because they shot The Hangover there and they stayed at Caesars. And he was like, these guys by like day three were like, get me the fuck out of here. Why did we sign up for this? Yeah. And they all, they had to stay because the contract was there. And they, and they said they just hated every second of it because... They got they got constantly got bothered, you know, like people were always because they filmed on the floor all the time. Uh, we never filmed at Physical Caesars. We, right, you, we filmed you had at, on location. We filmed elsewhere. at the Orleans Arena, which is at the Orleans Hotel, and we owned the whole arena, so nobody came on set. Right. Uh, and oh, you didn't shoot at UNLV, huh? No, we shot at the Orleans. Oh, I didn't even. know There that. are some scenes at UNLV. There was some things that we did because we have some of the other basketball players that we played with on our team are actually pro ball players. They're league guys are the guys that play overseas and they have a league that they played at UNLV so they shot a lot of stuff inside that stadium but all of our scenes are inside the Orleans Arena by the Orleans Hotel and we own that whole space we actually own the half the back half of the Orleans which by the way if you've never been is a hotel that you should never ever go to <laughs> oh yeah no, holy I, fucking yeah, shit yeah, yeah, yeah. unless it's, it's second season of your show yeah and then and then, totally and then yes and then it's by, totally by okay. second season you get a house somewhere off yeah the yeah street. yeah oh no honestly they did say if we did it again what was the one thing and I said I would love to rent a house uh, and I would share the fucking house with one of my castmates. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, if it's a three bedroom, whatever. But I was like, I'll do anything. That's called the real world, you know. It's on MTV, well, you know. well, uh, a house in Vegas for uh, two months probably costs sixteen bucks to rent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, they could, we could each get a house in Vegas because it's that. It's got to be cheap. cheaper than staying at Caesars for every day. For, well, you know? and the only reason it, it probably would be about the same is because Caesars group discount rates because they want filming there yeah. is fucking insane. I mean, the, I, I think I looked at what they what we paid a night and it was like 55 bucks. Oh, wow. So every, Because they want you all there. They're like, yeah. the whole crew can stay here. Everybody can stay here. Yeah, because the crew is going to gamble and the crew is going to yeah. eat. And, and they're the going to drink and eat all of our shit. Around. Yeah, but for two and a half months... You yeah. heard the sounds of machines uh, every, every single day. Every, well, this was the hardest thing. My call, I, I, I am the lead of the show, one of the leads of the show. So I'm in every scene. I'm there every day, and I'm working 12-hour shoot days. I mean, we really were crunching time. We didn't have a lot of time, so we shot out uh, really fast. And I, we were 12-hour days, and I wake up at 3.34 a.m. sometimes for early calls, and the last thing you want to hear is bang 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 when you're walking to the car and you haven't had coffee and you're like fuck fuck and these people have been there 24 hours smoking and that is what you hear at 4 a.m. That's gunworthy. That's where you're like I'll shoot someone. I'll shoot someone. And the walk, by the way, this is not an exaggeration. If my car was there at four to drive us to set, if it was at 4 a.m., I would leave my hotel room. At th around 3.47 was like my... The last... You pushed it? Yeah, you I pushed it. it. You but that's how long of a walk it was from uh. door to door. That's It was 12 to 13 minutes to get from uh. door to door because 
you're, we were in the far back. You had to go through, you know, these the, these hallways that are literally never ending. You're walking like two city blocks in a hallway to get all the way down to then go through the casino. So it it was that was a little trying. Sometimes I was like, God, fucking Ugh. damn it! I should sleep at the set. I should just sleep yeah, here. Can't you just build a bed for me? And I'll sleep on. I'll set, sleep wake in up. the stadium. It's an empty basketball stadium. Just put Give me my trailer. A, I'm never going to use. Sleeping bag in the middle of the floor. <laughs> just like the loneliest man. Give me a cot. Just give me a cot. Turn off the lights. But it it was that was that was the one thing that I loathed. But we had a good time. We actually went out and had some super fun nights. Oh, I uh, bet. Too much fun. But uh, but yeah, Tom it, Arnold's it still great. sober, right? He is, yeah. man, and he's. He is so honestly sober about his like when he's anxious and getting annoyed. He's like, I, I, I kill someone or I'm going to do drugs. I have to get away from this situation. <laughs> you know, like it's it's so obvious. There was one long day. He also would bump heads with our director Brian Gordon because Brian does a lot of takes. He loves a lot of takes, and Tom does not. Doesn't. Like, yeah. And so like I was just playing the game. I was like, do as many as we need. I you know I'm just playing the fucking game. I'm I am no name. I'm no name to be able to be You're like I'm not going to do another and, one. Yeah. Right. I'm like whatever he needs, man. I am tired. It is a little bit annoying. It's two thirty in the morning. But we fucking, got what, it. But we whatever. know we got it. But that's what he would say. Go. Brian would be like, we got it. Let's just have a couple more for fun. And Tom would go, I don't know. I don't fucking. If we got it, why the fuck? What the fuck are we doing with it? Like <laughs> he would lose his temper all the time. And I thought it was hilarious. And Brian has this bouncy way of like laughing and be like, come on, you got it, you got it, you got it. He was so good at that and massaging us back into it. Uh, but Tom it was always honest. And one day he. Uh, he dipped out. He went back to L.A. He's like, I want to see my fucking kid. I'm freaking out. I'm getting a little annoyed. I'm not coming. So, and then he left, and we were like, we'll just shoot other scenes without him. So let me ask you this. Of all those extra takes, Yes. and you watched all eight episodes, how many of the extra takes made it into the eight episodes? You know, it's, you know the, the most annoying thing is when you give a really good comedy take, and it doesn't end up in there, and you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Well, why did they go with this? Why did they... And, you know, the editors are this, could say the same thing. Like, why'd you give me so many fucking things? Yeah, right, yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, at some point, it's tend to have one or it's, the other. It's but, out of your hands. Like, yeah. all, all you can do is do as you're directed as an actor and yep. give the best performance you can give until they say, let's move on. So I always tell somebody, I'm like, you sh- make sure you get what you want from me because I think I'm terrible. So if I'm right. not giving you what you want, let's make it happen. And they're like, no, you did great. We're moving on. I'm like, okay. okay. And then I see stuff and I'm like, how the fuck do we move on? From yeah, that. why didn't you let me do that again? Right. That's ridiculous. Dumbbells. Yeah, the whole movie. Yeah, it's it's uh it's the it's the soap opera theory though. It's either like you can you either do one take and you move on, or you do a hundred. There is like no middle yeah, ground. It's either to Clint me. Eastwood the shit out right, of it and right. just go, right. or like Martin or what? Who's the guy who did uh, Eyes Wide Shut? Oh, a- uh, eighty-five takes of his blinking. Right, right, right. One more time. Oh, come on. What is his fucking name? Uh, Stanley Kubrick. 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 Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and that's that. That those are the two ways of Hollywood. For people that don't know, it's like it's either a lightning fast guy that's like, well, let's go, let's go, let's push, let's move. But not, but not. I don't think Clint Eastwood is like he doesn't put the price. It's like he does two takes. He's like, yeah, we got it. We're moving. Right. We're moving. Let's well, go. He's also old enough where he doesn't really want to be spending any more time on set. That sure. I think Kubrick was like a young spring chicken when he made. Uh, Eyes wide shut. Well, that was that's like a, someone told uh, Barry Rothbard, who's a comedian, had said this story about he did the Wolf. He was like a one of the guys in the law firm or whatever. Or I mean, in the um, uh, why can't I think of the Wolf of Wall Street? What's uh, the, the in Scorsese? One, yeah, but one of the he was one of the guys in the bull trader, whatever. Yeah, as a trader, and uh, Scorsese's so fucking old that I didn't know this. I, I forget you forget how old he is, but he would take naps because they had long shoots, and the, this this was a rule on set. If it's time to shoot, you can go to you can go to his trailer and you can knock once. And if he wakes up, then you know, okay, Mr. Scuzzy, we're ready to shoot. Da, 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 we're set up. Da, da. But if he doesn't wake up on the knock, you cannot knock again. You have to wait until he wakes up on his own. That was his rule. But you're like, yeah, dude, he's 
Martin fucking Scorsese, but he's also like 109 years old. Yeah. Like you let the guy fucking nap if yeah. he wants to fucking nap. But that's only applicable if you've earned it yeah. so heavily. Oh yeah, he wasn't napping on you know Godfather or whatever. He actually like, was. I heard about that. Yeah. He was. <laughs> he, he, napped, napped, he, napped he napped through the third one. I think he napped through the third one <laughs> completely. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Uh, sorry, Marty. <laughs> How funny if he's listening. Oh, well, first of all, Mr. Scorsese, if you are thank indeed you listening. Thank you so much. Really, thank you yeah. for listening. Really. Oh, I say suck a dick, Scorsese. No. <laughs> Here are your movies I didn't like. Right. But, uh, but yeah, anything it was really else, fun. Anything so, else you want to plug, guys? You can see that on Yahoo. Yahoo, and I'm doing um, my Comedy Central half hour Oh, in yeah, that's a week. right. Congratulations. that in Boston. Thanks, man. And then that'll air probably. Fall? End, of, end, of the, end of the summer, beginning of the fall. Yeah, I, I assume the, I'm, I, there's two things that they're, I did um, the Meltdown season two for Comedy Central, and I think that comes out at the end of the summer. But I think the specials probably won't come out to the fall or something like that. Yeah, they'll hide it somewhere at midnight. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. unfortunately, they'll... those things don't have as much cloud as they used to no. have. But it's still one of those things it's you a want feather in the cap. Yeah, you, it's, yes. a, it's something you can now life. look at me and say, "You don't need it, dude. It doesn't help your career." Yeah, I can go, "Hey, dude, shut your fucking mouth!" And right. until I get it, I'm not going to feel that yeah, way. Yeah, it is that thing. But it, it, it'll be fun. I'm I'm going to go out and it'll be we're shooting in Boston at the this, the Royal Theater or whatever, and so it'll be cool. So how, I do how, that. how many years in a row have you submitted? Um. That's weird. I don't know. Well, I took a. I stopped. I actually after I did it after I submitted uh, the first time and I got rejected so hard. I didn't submit the next year or two because I was like embarrassed that I was like, this is not good stuff. I was. I. I just. I kind of just was weird about submitting because I thought I just don't have stuff that they want and I got in a weird headspace. But I submitted last year, um, and they said no, um, <laughs> and then uh, and then I actually it sounded so positive well, when you started that conversation. I, well, and I didn't submit this year. Um, but I had gone. I, I, they had the knowledge. I think that I had gone to Netflix and asked them for an hour. And Netflix was like, they came out and watched me, and I thought I was going to get it. And they were like, "We love you. They love you. They re they think you're funny, but we don't. Uh, we don't have the budget anymore." So just, they were like, "If you want to do one next year," and in the meantime, Comedy Central was like, "Do you want to do a half hour this year?" And I said, "Yeah, I, I do. I do." But I really was. I really wanted Netflix so fucking bad. Sure. I wanted to do the hour, and I wanted. It seems to be the way to go now, too. It is, dude, but, you know... You can shoot something and turn it into them, can't you? Yeah, yes, but you that, that was their own, other yeah. thing. They said that. They were like, we don't have a budget, but if you want to produce and we'll license it, let's we can do it this year. And I just I just was like, that's a lot of work for what I've got planned. Like, I, I'm going to go back on the road in a little bit, and I was like, I just don't know when I'm going to fucking do that. Like, yeah. I kind of want you guys to be like, here's the thing we set up, yeah. let's go do the show job. Up, here's the theater, here's the yeah. audience, here's right. the cameras. I here's... just want... I, I was like, that's kind of what I want, so... Yeah. That being said, uh, you know, I think hopefully I'll get to do them next year. Yeah. If this one, if this one's funny at all. Well, I don't think this will matter because no one, not, no one will this see is it. No one, this is not shitting on you. This is shitting yeah. on Comedy Central as a network as a whole. But they just, they just don't mean anything anymore. And they, like three years ago, they gave like forty-five out. Yeah, it was, it was so this, crazy. And then those people went on the road, and those people had five minutes of material. That yeah. They were stretching to twenty-two minutes, and they're trying to headline clubs and club owners like. I saw you on Comedy Central. How come you only have five minutes? And yeah. he's be like, that's all I ever had. Comedy Central doesn't know anything about comedy. Well, that was but that was the story years ago of the Just for Laughs thing <clears> was <throat> they said people, when Just for Laughs when Montreal Comedy Festival for people that don't know, it's, it used to be this massive comedy festival and you would go and then you get, people <clears> get like half a million dollar holding deals. Yeah. And the biggest problem it was creating was they were putting guys that were way too young that just had a few good jokes and then after they got out of Montreal and they did very well with their six, fu six, six fucking minutes. Six minutes that they've been doing for three years. Yeah, and then they get out and people, clubs are like, come headline and we'll give you a couple grand and kids are like, fuck, I, I can't say no. I have to say yes to that and they go out there and they have maybe 10 minutes to 15 minutes of solid funny and then the club owners were like, 
You don't have 45 fucking minutes? And they're like, yep. no, dude. I... You know that's still going on today, though. Yeah, <laughs> yes, the problem. It's, it is, it's but, it, but, it, but I assume it was way worse then when everyone was just getting these things. Now yeah. Montreal has curbed itself. To th- now people don't go to Montreal until they fucking have already made it. There's yeah. people that go to Montreal at Fresh Faces that have been on TV doing stand-up when that never was the case. I, like, just, I just showcased for it again. I don't think I got it. If I did, I've already done... Two TV sets. That's crazy. I mean, that. And John's face is not fresh anymore. I mean, he's Dude, tired. God, no. It looks he's like a tired. worn out catcher's mitt. To be honest with you, though, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to get by this time in our friendship. I <laughs> yeah, thought you you'd thought be more be like, worn. <laughs> well, also, I would like to say that I've. Half been, Japanese. That's what does it for you. That. Uh, I'm half Cherokee. <laughs> oh. And I think that my lifestyle Adopted. has improved greatly since yes. you met me. Yes, you don't come on yourself anymore. I didn't say that, but I say <laughs> in general. Mostly in some. Mostly, yes. Uh, yeah, no, you're in much better shape now. Um, your attitude is great. You smile a little bit more. You're having a lot of sex, which is always a positive thing. It's getting married. You doing this? What is this? You do have a lot of this. I mean, it's whenever you, know, you can force her. Whenever, whenever <laughs> she's asleep, <laughs> but she has insomnia. Wait, what are you doing? Shh, 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 shh. What? Um, I, all right, I was a joke. All right, all right, just drop it. <laughs> all right, let's wrap. Let's let's wrap this up. I've I've extended myself far too long. I think. Uh, this will all get cut. No, no, we don't cut. We we'll edit. I know. It's. I get it. Do you? I see who you're working with. Do you? Oh. Uh, all right. Well, sh- thanks for being on. Is uh, you, <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. What's your Twitter? People want to follow you. Go on ahead, Brian. It's uh, at Cheeto Santino. Cheeto Santino. Cheeto Santino. Cheeto Santino. It's Twitter, Instagram. It's all that. It's all that jazz. And then AndrewSantino.com has all of my dates. I'm going to. I'm going to Tampa next week. If you're oh. at the, if you're in Tampa, yeah. Okay. Do you remember Law Smith? Do you know Law Smith? Yeah. He lives in Tampa, and he hit me up, and he was like, "Oh my God, you're coming!" I'm like, "Holy shit, I fucking forgot that you live in Tampa." So I think we're gonna link up down there. And he there. looks like the cartoon version of Tarzan. Tell him I said hi. Yeah, he is. Law Good looking Smith. guy. Nice head of hair, big muscles. Cute yeah, boy. Yeah. Cute cartoon? southern. Cute yeah. southern guy. Cartoon yeah. Tarzan. Yeah. Well, He'll Tarzan see. was a cartoon. You know when that, you right? take your yeah yeah that's okay. what I mean like if you when you, you mean take he was your the kids to Disney when you eventually have children you take them to Disneyland you'll see what I'm talking about. I have kids. I just don't talk to them. Uh, all right, Dude, guys. Thanks for coming by. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you for coming by. Uh, Andrew Santino, guys, check out his show on Yahoo. And <laughs> that was episode 14. Get- Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe 